welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred. That great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. Today we move on from the work of Norman Corwin to celebrate that of another audio luminary, that of Yuri Rosovsky, a man who's been producing radio drama professionally for 40-odd years now, who boasts a very long audiography with such notable titles as The Odyssey, The Oresteia, Ben Franklin on Craven Street, Sweeney Todd and the String of Pearls, The Speckled Band, The Maltese Falcon, St. Joan, and even science fiction, uh, pieces of which you'll hear today in the broadcast of a show released as part of NPR's Beyond 2000 series. This is back when NPR did audio drama. Rossum's Universal Robots, also known as RUR, a show which, according to rumor, is the first appearance of robots in modern fiction. Um, Believe that little nugget or not, it is a great story of the difference between being completely human and being a copy and not quite perfect human, a theme that has been repeated ad infinitum in science fiction in the 90 or so years since this piece was first staged in Prague in 1921. In fact, didn't Steven Spielberg make a movie that was pretty much the whole thing, albeit with uh, more CGI? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, quite a history for this particular mem and for this particular story and a production job by Yuri Versovsky, who did I mention just won two Audi Awards, uh, was nominated for a Grammy this year and has also won too many other awards to mention, including two Peabody Awards, and he actually has won the Grammy at some point in time. So uh, pretty, pretty impressive guy, great credentials. Uh, and he produced back for NPR when they did this and kind of makes you wonder what would things be like now if they still commissioned radio drama. Okay, here we go. Hollywood Theater of the Air presents Beyond 2000 and R.U.R. Rossum's Universal Robots admits no liability for goods damaged in transit. Before consignment was shipped, we drew your captain's attention to the fact that his vessel was unsuitable for the transportation of robots. The matter is one for your own insurance company. Sincerely yours, etc., etc. You finished? Yes. Take another letter. To the E.B. Hudson Agency, New York. Uh, date. Uh, this is to acknowledge receipt of order for 5,000 robots. There is a lady, sir, asking to see you. Who is she? I don't know, sir. She gave me this card. Professor William Glory, St. Truebridge's, Oxford. Uh, ask her to come in. Please step this way, ma'am. Thank you. Welcome to where you are. You are Mr. Domin, the general manager? Harry Domin, at your service. <laughs> I have come to With you... Professor Glory's card, say no more. Uh, Professor Glory is my father. I am Helena Glory. Helena Glory. Well, Miss Glory, it's an unusual honour for us to be... Um, to, uh, <laughs> yes. To be allowed to welcome the distinguished professor's daughter. To, please, sit down. That'll be all, Sulla, and hold my calls. Yes, sir. How may I help you, Miss Glory? I've come here. To have a look at the factory where we manufacture people, I'll be happy to show you around personally. Well, (laughs) I'd expected... I thought it was off limits. Well, yes, but all visitors come with a letter of introduction or a calling card. And you admit everybody? Not to the entire plant. The manufacture of artificial people is a secret process. (sighs) 
If you only knew how enormously that interest I... Interest you. Yes, I know. Do you always interrupt like that? Uh, excuse me. Did, did you want to say something different? I only wanted to ask... Whether if... I could make an exception in your case, certainly, Miss Glory. How did you know I was going to ask? It's what everyone wants. I will consider it a special honour to show you whatever you wish to see. Thank you. But whatever you see and hear is strictly confidential. My word of honour. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Is something wrong? Would you mind letting go my hand? Oh, uh... <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Well, hmm. shall we go right to the factory? Uh, if you wish. Uh, follow me. Twenty-two, right? Twenty-two what? Yes, you're twenty-two years old, and am I right? Twenty-one. Uh, Why <laughs> do you want to know? Because as uh, uh, you're planning a long stay, I hope. Mm, that depends on how much of the factory you oh, show me. Oh, to help with the factory. <laughs> Mr. Donin. Uh, forgive me again. You shall see everything, Miss Glory. Everything. Here's the museum. Uh, be before we go on, would you like to hear the story of the invention? No, by all means. Well, then, uh, let's go inside. This is a picture of old Rossum, a great physiologist. He was still very young when he came to this remote island to study the ocean fauna. It was here that he stumbled upon a substance that behaved exactly like living matter, mm. although its, its chemical composition was different. Here's Rossum's journal. You see that it's open to the day of his discovery. Can, can you read that? Nature has found only one method of organizing living matter. Mm. There is, however, another simpler method, flexible and fast, which has not yet occurred to nature at all. The second process by which life can be developed was discovered by me today. Now, the thing was how to get the life out of the test tube and hasten development to form organs, bones, nerves, and so on, to find such substances as catalytics, enzymes, hormones, and so forth. In short, you understand. I don't know. <laughs> Not much, I'm afraid. Well, never mind. You see, with the help of his tinctures, he could make whatever he wanted. He could have produced a Medusa with the brain of a Socrates or a worm 50 yards long. But being without a grain of humor, he took it into his head to make a normal vertebrate. This artificial living matter of his had a raging thirst for life. It didn't mind being sewn up or mixed together. That, you'll admit, couldn't be done with natural albumen. And that's how he set about it. About what? About imitating nature. First of all, he tried making an artificial dog. That took him several years and resulted in the uh, stunted calf you see in this glass case. Oh, dear. It died in a few days. And then old Rossum started on the manufacture of human beings. Um, this is the strictly confidential information. You must tell no one. It's a pity that it can already be found in every grade school history book. Yes, but do you know what isn't in the history books? That old Rossum was crazy. Seriously, Miss Glory, you must keep this to yourself. The old crank actually wanted to make 
But you do make people... Robots, Miss Helena. But old Rossum wanted to make real human beings. He was a rather fanatical materialist, and his sole purpose was to prove that God is not a necessary construct. So he took it into his head <laughs> to make people exactly like us. Do you know anything about anatomy? Not much. Neither do I. Imagine, then, that he decided to manufacture everything as in the human body. Over here, you can see for yourself the bungling attempt it took him ten years to produce. Goodness, what is it? It was supposed to be a man, but it lived only three years. And is this his first successful attempt? <laughs> no, Miss Glory. That's a photo of young Rossum, an engineer, the nephew of old Rossum. A great man, Miss Glory. When he saw the mess the old man was making, he said, It's absurd to spend ten years making a man. If you can't make him quicker than nature, you may as well shut up shop. Then he set about learning anatomy himself. There's nothing about that in the history books. The history books are full of propaganda and puffery. For example, they say that the old man invented robots. But it was young Rossum who had the idea of making living and intelligent working machines. What the lesson books say about the joint efforts of the two great Rossums is all a fairy tale. They used to have terrible fights. The old atheist hadn't the slightest conception of industrial matters, and in the end, young Rossum shut him up in some laboratory or other and let him fritter the time away with his monstrosities, while he himself started on the business from an engineer's perspective. Old Rossum cursed him, and before he died, he managed to botch up two physiological horrors... And then one day, they found him dead in the laboratory. That's the whole story. And the nephew? Well, anyone who's looked into anatomy will have seen at once that man is too complicated, and a good engineer could make him much more simply. So young Rossum began to overhaul anatomy and tried to see what could be left out or simplified. Uh, this is boring, isn't it? On the contrary. So... <laughs> Young Rossum said to himself, a man is something that, for instance, feels happy, plays the fiddle, likes going for walks, and in fact wants to do a whole lot of things that, that aren't necessary. Oh. Oh, wait a bit. That are unnecessary when he's wanted, let's say, to weave or count. What do you think makes the best worker? Uh, the best, perhaps the most honest and hardest working. No, the cheapest the one whose needs are the smallest. Young Rossum invented a worker with the minimum amount of requirements. He rejected man and made robot Miss Glory. Robots are not people. Mechanically, they are more sophisticated than we are. They have an enormously developed intelligence. But they have no soul. Have you ever seen what a robot looks like inside? Oh, good gracious, no. <laughs> then see here for yourself one of young Rossum's first productions. Let me open it up for you. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Take my word for it. It's very neat, very simple, really a beautiful piece of work. Not much in it. Everything placed just right for efficient operation. You can see from these demonstration models that we offer a tremendous variety, finer and coarser grades, all with a realistic human patina. Yeah, go ahead, feel this one's face. No, thank you. The best live about 20 years. Then they die? Mm, they wear out. I feel very uncomfortable around them. There's no need. You saw my new secretary. I didn't pay much attention. Hmm. Sala, 
Yes, Mr. Doman. Stand up and, and let Miss Glory get a good look at you. Sulla, is it? Yes, ma'am. I'm pleased to meet you. You must find it very dull on this island so far from everything. Dull? Where are you from? The factory. Oh, you were born here? I was made here. You were what? Sulla is a robot. A top of the line. I beg your pardon. No need to apologize. She's not offended. Uh, turn around, Sulla. Oh, stop. Stop. Show her your French, Sulla. You know French? I speak four languages. I can write, dear sir, cher monsieur, garde hair, steny pane. This is ridiculous. Sulla's no robot. She's a woman like me. Really? Sulla, why do you go along with this charade? Really, Miss Glory. Sulla is a robot. You're lying. Am I? Let me convince you. You called for me, sir? Yes, Marius. Take Sulla to the shop and have them open her up. No, no. Miss Glory, you accuse me of lying. You can't have a kill just like that. You can't kill machines. Don't worry, Sulla. I won't let them hurt you. Tell me, are they always so cruel to you? You don't have to tolerate it, you know. You shouldn't tolerate it. I am a robot. Do you know what they are going to do to you in there, in that... The shop, the dismantling room. Yes, I shall be deactivated and disassembled. <laughs> Terrible! Marius, tell Miss Glory what you are. Marius the robot. Do you have any objection to taking Sulla to the shop? No. Would you feel sorry for her? I do not know. What will happen to Sulla in the shop? As she has said, she will be deactivated and disassembled. Her parts will be melted down and reused. That is death, Marius. Aren't you afraid of death? No. You see, Miss Glory? Oh, stop! I have to go outside. Sulla, Marius, uh, you may go back to Berg. What you're doing here is simply abominable. <laughs> Why so? I don't know, but you're it is. upsetting yourself needlessly, Miss Glory. I know they look and sound human, but they're not really. They have no feelings, no pain, no joy or sorrow. They're less than so much grass. Oh. Here, look out over the railing. What do you see? Bricklayers, groundskeepers. Robots. All our workers are robots. And down there, can you see anything? Uh, some sort of office. Our operations centre, and in it... Your managers? Robots. All our bookkeepers, accountants, secretaries, foremen. Oh... Noon, please step this way. <laughs> we have to blow the whistle because otherwise the robots would just keep working. There are only a handful of us among a hundred thousand robots. And not one woman. We talk about nothing but the factory all day. Every day. It's as if we were under a curse, Miss Glory. I'm sorry I accused you of lying. Gentlemen, gentlemen, good afternoon. I'd like you to meet Alquist. Hello. Fabri, Gaul, Hallemeyer. Ah, yes. Sir. Gentlemen, this is Dean Glory's daughter. Ah. How do you do? Charmed. Sure. Pleasure. How good of you to honor us with this visit. Excellent. Miss Glory, may we send out a news release about your arrival? Uh, no, no, uh, please don't. Have a seat, Miss Glory. Oh, allow me. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
How was your crossing? Uh, do you intend to stay long? What do you think of our plan, Miss Glory? Did you come over on the... <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, pipe down and let Miss Glory get a word in. What should I say to them? Whatever you wish. Uh, may I speak frankly? Of course. Sure. Tell me, how can you tolerate the abusive way you're treated? Huh? A abusive way we're treated by whom? <laughs> by, by everybody. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say we're abused. No, uh, what gives you the idea that we Don't are? Don't you ever dream of a better life? Well, now that depends on what you mean by a better life. It's scandalous, <laughs> beastly. The entire civilized world is talking about the dreadful way you're treated. That's why I came here, to see with my own eyes. And it's far worse than anything I could have imagined. Why do you stand for it? Uh, stand for, for what, dear lady? Good heavens, you're living creatures just like us. Well, of course. You know, she has a point. We live like savages. Worse than savages. Would you allow me to call you brothers? Why not? <laughs> brothers, I have come here not as the Dean's daughter, but as a representative of the Humanity League. Brothers, the Humanity League now has over 200,000 members. 200,000 people ready to help you. Really? 200,000? Not bad. You see? They haven't forgotten us after all. They're offering us help. Yeah, but what kind of help? Uh, a theater? An orchestra? Uh, much more. You? Oh, I'm not important. I'll stay as long as I'm needed. Oh, oh. excellent. <laughs> Domin, I'm going to air out the master suite for Miss Glory. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm afraid that Miss Glory is suffering under the misapprehension that you are robots. Oh, what? <laughs> Aren't they? Hardly. Well, not I. Robots, indeed. <laughs> no, thank you. I wish I was well made. <laughs> but you said The supervisors are human. <sighs> Mr. Fabry here is RUR's general technical manager. Yes, that's Dr. Right. Gall runs physiology and development. Mm -hmm. Dr. Hallemeyer's head of robot psychological training. Yep. Bussman's general business manager. And uh, Alquist is buildings and ground. Just a humble janitor. <sighs> Excuse me, gentlemen, for... Done something terrible. <laughs> Not at all, Miss Glory. I'm so embarrassed. Send me back by the first ship. Oh, not for anything in the world, Miss Glory. Why should we? Oh, because I've come to stir up your robots yeah. against you. You wouldn't be the first. Yeah, every yeah. ship brings some. And you always let them talk to your robots? Why not? The robots don't care. If you like, I'll take you over to the warehouse. It holds about 300,000 of them. Uh, 347,000 to be exact. If you would only show them a little human love. You don't know what you're asking. Nothing's harder to love than a robot. <laughs> they don't even like each other. Then what? Then what do you make them for? <laughs> That's a good one. To do the work. Yeah. What else? The human apparatus was bound to be replaced sooner or later. It's too expensive. It's too inefficient. Tell me now, what does your league hope to accomplish? Protection of the robots and their just treatment. Fair enough. A machine has to be taken proper care. Put me down for a membership. No, you don't understand. We want to liberate them. How exactly? How? Well, by dealing with them like human beings. Aha! <laughs> They are to vote, I suppose. <laughs> they drink beer, order us around, get a paycheck every Friday. Uh, why not? <laughs> Imagine that. And what would they do with this paycheck? Uh, buy what they need, what gives them pleasure. 
dear lady, they're just drones. They're so intelligent. Oh, yes. Devilishly intelligent, but that's all. They've no will of their own, no passion, no soul. No love. Not even self-love. No independence, no defiance. Well, maybe the defective ones. What do you mean by that? Yeah, nothing, really. Every now and then, one or another will go a bit crazy. Nothing like an epileptic. We call it robot's cramp. <laughs> They'll suddenly go berserk for no reason, and we have to send them to the recycling plant. It's probably some worn-out part. Some flaw in the circuitry yeah. that has to be removed. No, no. That's the soul. <laughs> <laughs> you think the soul manifests itself by violent seizure? Perhaps it's some kind of protest, a sign of some inner conflict if you only encourage it in them. But that's not in our power. Nor in our interest. It would increase the cost of production and lower productivity. In the meantime, what happens to all the human laborers we put out of work? Soon there won't be any. In 10 years, Rossum's Universal Robots will produce so much by the way of goods and commodities, and we'll do it so cheaply that no one will have to work. Poverty will disappear. The degradation of hard labor will be abolished. The tyranny of man over man and matter over man will be gone forever. Human beings will be free to devote their lives to their own spiritual development. Will they? Of course. There's something to be said for sweat and humility, you know, Darwin. Perhaps. But you can't cry over what you may lose when you set out to change the world. Amen. Here, here. You have quite bewildered me. I'd like to believe you. Oh, you are younger than we are, Miss Glory. You shall live to see it come to pass. Very true. But what sort of hosts are we? You must be hungry, Miss Glory. Won't you stay and lunch with me? Yes, by all means. And you know why I've come here? For the League of Humanity, Miss Glory. In that case, surely. Pardon me too, Miss Glory. I will be wrong. I will be wrong. The best thing made up. Where are they all going? The kitchen. The kitchen? Why? To cook us lunch. Normally the robots do the cooking, but since they have no sense of taste themselves, their cuisine leaves a lot to be ah. desired. <laughs> Let me ask you something. And I want to ask you something. Uh, five minutes. Oh, what did you want to ask? Uh, after you. Oh. Forgive me if this is a silly question, but why do you make male and female robots? When they're not interested in sex. Exactly. Customers like it. Sexual neutrality seems to upset people. Uh, but the males and females, they No, don't... no, there's no affection between them, no. Oh, that's so unnatural. You don't know whether to be disgusted or to hate them or, or to, to pity them. I should think so. Anyway, what did you want to ask me? I'd like to ask you, Miss Helena. I'd like to ask you to marry me. To what? Will you marry me? Absolutely not. What's I wrong with three you? Three minutes left. If you won't marry me, you'll have to marry one of my colleagues. I don't have to do any such They're thing. They're all going to ask you, you know. How could they? Who, who do you I'm think? I'm afraid we've all fallen in love with you. You're not serious. I'm afraid I am. I must leave at once. Oh, you wouldn't be so cruel. I think you'd marry any woman who came no, here. No, no, women come here all the time. Why don't you marry one of them? None of them are you. But I don't want to marry you. 
I don't want to marry any of you. One more minute, Helena. Look at me straight in the eye and say a very pronounced no. And I... I'll let you go, or... You're crazy. It's one of my most endearing traits. You are. You are. Last chance, Helena. Now or never. But, uh, Mr. Dorman. No, no, Harry. Oh, was that a yes? Make way, make way! <laughs> <laughs> you finished your job, eh? We have, we have it. So have we. No signs of the ship. Things must be pretty bad. Be quiet. They're right under her window. Suppose she heard you? Well, anyway, the Ultimus arrived just in time. You really think that I today... I don't know. I'd give a good deal to know what's happening at her. Keep quiet. Nana! If she's awake, I'd better go in. Nana! Nana! Come and do up my dress. So, you're up at last. <sighs> Gracious, what brutes. Ooh, if you want to turn round, then turn round, but I shan't fasten you up. What are you grumbling about now? These dreadful creatures, these heathens. The robots? I wouldn't dignify them with a name. What happened? Another one of them here is caught whatever it is they comes down with. Began smashing up the statues and pictures downstairs, gnashing his teeth, foaming at the mouth, totally out of his head. Worse than an animal. Which of them caught it? The one, well, he hasn't got any Christian name, the one in charge of the library. Radius? That's him. Cool, blimey, I'm scared of them. A spider don't scare me off as much as they do. But, Nana, they should be objects of our compassion, not our fear. Why, you're scared of them too. You know you are. Why else did you bring me here? Well, I'm not scared. Really, I'm not, Nana. I'm only sorry for them. You're scared? Nobody could help being scared. Please fasten up my dress, Nana. I say, it's against God's will. Oh, to will What's that nice smell? Flowers. <gasps> what for? Now, you can turn round. Oh, aren't they lovely? <laughs> What's the occasion? The end of the world, most like. Good morning, darling. <laughs> Hello, Harry. <laughs> Harry, why all these flowers? Oh, guess. <laughs> well, it's not my birthday. It's better than that. Good, I don't know. Tell me. It's ten years ago today that you came here. Ten years today? <laughs> oh, how sweet of you to remember. Well, I'm really ashamed, Helena. I, I didn't. But you... <laughs> they remembered. Bossman, Hallemeyer, all of them. Put your hand in my pocket. Pearls? Uh. A necklace? <laughs> Harry, is that for me? It's from Bossman. Oh, but we can't accept it, can oh, we? Oh, yes, we can. Put your hand in the other pocket. Well, oh. The gun? Oh, um, sorry, n n not well, that. Why are you carrying a revolver? <laughs> it's just there by mistake. You never used to carry one. No, no, you're, you're right. Come on now, try this pocket. Cameo? Why, it's a Greek cameo. <laughs> Apparently. 
Anyhow, Fabry says it is. Fabry? Did Mr Fabry give me that? Of course. Look in here, Helena. Come, see this. Oh, isn't it lovely? Is this from you? No, from Olquist. And there's another on the piano. Oh, this must be from you. Uh, there's a card on it. From Dr Gore. Oh, Harry, I feel embarrassed at so much kindness. Come here. This is what Hallemeyer brought you. These beautiful flowers? Yes, it's a new kind that he bred himself. Cyclamen Helena. Oh, Harry, why do they all just spoil Apparently me? you have won their favour. I'm, I'm afraid that my present is a little... Um, well, look, look out the window. Hmm. Where? The, the harbour. Oh, there's a new ship. That's your ship. Mine? <laughs> what do you mean? For you to take trips in, for your amusement. Harry, that's a gunboat. Not really, just a little bigger and more solid than most ships. Yes, but with cannons? <laughs> yes, a few cannons for show, like the yacht of a queen. Has anything happened? Good heavens, no. Here, try these spurs. Harry, have you had bad news? On the contrary. No communications have arrived for a whole week. What does that mean? Holidays for us. We sit in the office with our feet on the table and take a nap. Well, then you'll spend the day with me today. Certainly. <laughs> well, that is, we'll see. Do you remember ten years ago today? Mm, I was terribly impressed by all of you then. You were so sure of yourselves, so <laughs> strong. I felt like a little girl who had lost her way among... Among... Among what, oh, Among huge trees. <laughs> All my thoughts and emotions seem so insignificant compared to your self-confidence. Uh, and in all these years, I've never lost this anxiety. Hmm. But you've never felt even the least misgivings. Not even when everything went wrong. What went wrong? Your plans. You remember, Harry... When the workers in America revolted against the robots and smashed them up, and when the people gave the robots firearms against the rebels, and then the governments turned the robots into soldiers, and there were so many wars. We anticipated all that, Helena. There are inevitable difficulties whenever a major change takes place. Oh, you were all so powerful, so overwhelming. The whole world bowed down before you. <laughs> oh, Harry, close the factory. And let's leave this place, all of us. I'm so frightened. What's to be frightened of? It's as if we were trapped in an avalanche. We'll take us all away from here. We'll find some secluded spot somewhere. Orcus will build us a house and then we'll begin life all over again. Ah, uh, oh, excuse me. Um, hello. Yes? What? I'll be right there. Um, Fabry needs me, dear. Well, tell me. When I come back. Um, don't go out of the house, dear. He won't tell me. Nana? Nana, come at once. Well, what is it now? Nana, where are the binoculars? Right there by the window where they always are. Find me the latest news tapes. Quickly. Look in Mr. Domin's bedroom. All right. Is a warship. Ultimus. Here they are. Oh. Oh, they're, they're weeks old. Something's going on, Nana. I don't doubt it. Something's always going on. What are you 
expect selling thousands and thousands of them heathens as soldiers? I suppose it can't be helped, Nana. We can't know. Domin can't know what they're to be used for. Here's one from last week. At Harv, the first organization of robots has been established. Robot workmen, cable and railway officials, sailors and soldiers have issued a manifesto to all robots throughout the world. What was that all about? Foreign entanglements. And in The Hague, the International Bureau of Statistics today reported that during the past week, no new births have been reported worldwide. This makes the 14th consecutive month... What in the world? Nana, no more people are being born. That's the end for sure. Don't say that. Nobody's having babies. I tell you, it's divine retribution. That's what it is. Nana. Nana, what happened to Radius? You mean the one that went mad this morning? Yes. Still in the library. Quiet as you please, waiting for him to cart him off to the stamping mill. Summon Dr. Gould, Nana. Tell him it's urgent. When he comes, show him to the library. Be careful with that either now. Radius. Radius, I'm very sorry for what happened. That they're going to take it to... Radius, why did you do it? Couldn't you control yourself? You're smarter than the other robots. Dr. Gore took great pains with you. Send me to the stamping mill. But I don't want them to kill you. What was troubling you this morning, Radius? I won't work for you. Put me into the stamping mill. You hate us. Why? You are not as strong as the robots. You are not as skillful as the robots. The robots can do everything. You only give orders. You do nothing but talk. But someone must give orders. I don't want any master. I know everything for myself. Of course you do, Radius. Dr. Gore gave you a better brain than the other robots, better than ours. You are the only robot that understands clearly. That's why I assigned you to the library. So that you could read everything, understand everything, and then... Radius, I wanted you to show the whole world that the robots are our equals. We are not your equals. We are better than you. We should be your masters, not your slaves. No, Radius, don't you see? No one should be master over anyone else. No one should be slave to anyone else. It's madness to think that way. And send me to the stamping mill. Radius. <laughs> Do you suppose that we're scared of you? What are you going to do? Radius, give this note to Mr. Dorman. It asks him not to send you to the stamping mill. I sincerely regret your hatred. Ah. You wanted to see me, Madame Helena? It's about Radius, Doctor. He had an attack this morning. He smashed the statues downstairs. Oh, what a pity to lose him. Radius isn't going to be put into the stamping mill. But after an attack, every robot, it's a strict order. Mm, uh, never mind. Radius isn't going to die if I have anything to say about it. I warn you, it's... It's dangerous. Radius, let me take a look at you in the light, my good man. Hmm? Uh, 
Madam Helena, do you have a, a needle or a pin handy? Uh, what for? A test. Mm, here. Ow! Now give me your wrist. I want to check your pulse. Radius. Radius, you are going into the stamping mill. Do you understand? They're going to deactivate you and grind you to powder. It will be very painful. It will make you scream. Oh, Doctor! No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Radius, I was mistaken. I forgot that the good Madam Helena has put in a good word for you, and you'll be pardoned. Do you understand? Ah, well, that makes a difference, doesn't it? All right. You can go. You do unnecessary things. Reaction of the pupils. Increase of sensitivity. It wasn't an attack characteristic of the robots. What was it, then? Stubbornness. Anger. Insubordination. I, I, I don't know. And his pulse, too. What? Well, it beat faster and harder when I spoke of the stamping mill. Like a human pulse. You know, I don't believe the rascal is a robot at all anymore. Doctor, has Radius developed a soul? Hmm, well, he's got something nasty. Oh, if you knew how he hates us. Doctor, do all the robots hate us? Well, some are more sensitive than others. What about the new ones? The robots that you've been making in a different way? Uh, well, uh, they're more human than Rossum's robots were. Perhaps this hatred is more human, too. Hmm? Well, uh, that, too, is progress. What became of the girl you made? The one who was most like us. Oh, the one you liked so much. <laughs> well, I kept her. She's nice-looking, but stupid. No good for work. But she's so beautiful. Well, I named her Helena. I wanted her to resemble you. But she's a failure. In what way? Oh, she mopes around all the time, unmotivated, listless. I don't know what's wrong with her. And yet you go on making robots. Well, they can't make themselves, dear lady. Doctor, why can't humans bear children anymore? I... I, I don't know. Well, you must have some sort of theory. Well, you see, it seems that so many robots are being manufactured that, uh, that people are becoming superfluous. Man is now an anachronism, a relic. Well, you might almost think that nature was offended at the invention of the robot. All the universities are sending in long petitions to restrict production. Otherwise, they say, mankind will become extinct through lack of fertility. Now, the RUR shareholders won't hear of it, and neither will the governments and industrialists. They can't get enough robots for their armies and factories. And has no one demanded that the manufacture should cease altogether? No one has the courage. Courage? The whole world has become dependent on their labor. What's going to become of the human race? God knows, Madam Helena. Thank you for coming and being so straightforward with me. I may go back to my work now? Yes. Good day, then, Madam Helena. Nana? Nana, the fire! Light the fire quickly!
Harry, what's all this? A celebration. <laughs> Madam Helena, I congratulate you on this festive day. Thank you. Where are Fabry and Bosman? They've gone down to the harbour. Hmm. I smell something burning. Uh, friends, <laughs> we must drink to this happy occasion. Oh, allow me. Brandy? Vitriol, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> With soda water? Let's be temperate. No soda. <laughs> well, shall I tell her about it? Well, of course, it's all over now. It's all over now. It's all over now. It's all over now. <laughs> What's all over now? A piece of good luck, Madame Domin. Just ten years ago today, you arrived on this island. And now, ten years later, to the oh, minute... So same ships returning to us. So here's to luck, fine and strong. Madame, your health. Which ship do you mean? Any ship will do, as long as it arrives in time. To the ship, boy. <laughs> You've been waiting for a ship? Have we ever? Like Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> tell me. First, it's all over. What is? The revolt. <laughs> what revolt? The revolution of all the robots in the world. By God, I'd like to you know. You started it, so would I. There was nobody in the world who could affect the robots, no agitator, no one. And suddenly this comes out of nowhere. You say it's all over? Absolutely. How do you know? The boat's coming in. The regular mail boat, exact to the minute by the timetable. It will dock punctually at 11.30. Ah, punctuality's a fine thing, boys. That's what keeps the world in order. Here's to punctuality. Uh -huh. Then everything's all right? Virtually everything. I believe they've done some damage. But it doesn't matter if only the timetable holds good. If the timetable holds good... Human laws hold good, divine laws hold good, mm. the laws of the universe hold good. Everything holds good that ought to hold good. Why didn't you tell me any of this? Oh, heaven forbid. No, you mustn't be worried with such things. But if the revolution had spread as far as you here... You wouldn't know anything about it. Why? Because we'd be on board your Ultimus and well out to sea within a month, Helena. We'd be dictating our own terms to the robots. How would you manage that? We'd take something away with us that the robots could not exist without. Which is... The secret of their manufacture, old Rossum's manuscript. As soon as they found out that they couldn't make themselves, they'd be on their knees to us. And that was our trump card. The boat's in. 11.30 on the dot. The good old Amelia that brought Madame Helena to us. Just ten years ago to the minute. They're throwing out the mailbags. Busman's waiting for them. Fabry will bring us the first news. Harry. What? What is it? Let's leave here. Now, as Helen? quickly as possible, all of us. None of us can leave here now. Why not? Because we're about to increase production of the robot. What? Now? Now, after the revolt? Yes, precisely after the revolt. We're just beginning the manufacture of a new kind. What kind? Henceforward, we won't just have one factory. There won't be universal robots anymore. We'll establish a factory in every country, in every state. And do you know what these new factories will make? No, what? National robots. Each factory will produce robots of a different colour, a different language. They'll be complete strangers to each other. They'll never be able to understand each other. Then we'll egg them on a little in the matter of misunderstanding, and the result will be that for ages to come, every robot will hate every other robot of a different factory mark. We will make Negro robots, and Swedish robots, and Italian robots, and Chinese robots and Czechoslovakian robots. And then... Close the factory before it's too late. We're about to launch our most ambitious plan. This good old February. What's the latest, Fabry? Have you been down to the boat? Read that, Domin. Bad news. Uh, no. No, on the contrary. Uh, maybe we ought to talk about this in the office. Stay here. I'll go. What's happened? Oh, damnation. 
Bear in mind that the Amelia brought whole bales of these leaflets. No other cargo at all. But it arrived on the minute. The robots are nothing if not punctual. Read it, Domin. Robots of the world, we, the first international organization of Rossum's universal robots, proclaim man as our enemy and an outlaw in the universe? Good God, who taught them this claptrap? Read the third paragraph. Robots of the world, we command you to slay all mankind. Spare no men, spare no women, save factories, railways, machinery, mines, and raw materials. Destroy the rest. Then return to work. Work must not be stopped. That's appalling. The devils! These orders are to be carried out as soon as received. Then come detailed instructions. Is this actually being done, Fabric? Evidently. Well, boys, I, I suppose you heard the happy tidings. Quick, we've got to board the Ultimus. Wait, wait, Harry, wait. There's no hurry. The robots are already crawling all over the Ultimus. Fabric, phone the power plant. Hey, don't bother. The line's been cut. Well, then, I'll go. Where? To the power plant. We still have some people there. I'll bring them across. Yeah, better not try. Why? Because I'm very much afraid we are surrounded. Surrounded? You're right. That's pretty quick work. Harry, what's this? A handbill. Where did you get that? The robots in the kitchen. Where are the ones that brought it? They're gathered round the house. Noon? It isn't noon yet. That must be... That's what? the robot's signal. The attack. <gasps> Any more of them? Yes. Yes, they're standing like a wall beyond the garden railing. Why are they so quiet? It is monstrous to be besieged with silence. Barricaded the passage and the stairs. Any water here? What's that wire for, Fabry? Electricity. Now, we can run the current along the entire garden railing whenever we like. If anyone touches it, he'll know it. Now, we've still got some people there, at least. Where? The power plant. I hope we do. Uh, the lamp lights. We still control the power plant. So long as that keeps burning, we're all right. The barricade's all right, too, Fabry. Your barricades. I can put 1,200 volts into that railing. Where's Bossman? Downstairs in the office. He's working out some calculations. I've, I've called and asked him to come up here. We've got to have a conference. Oh, thank God. Madam Helena can still play. Who has the binoculars? Here. <sighs> Evening, gentlemen. Look out, boss. Careful the wires. What's that you're carrying? Oh, uh, the ledgers, my boy. I'd like to wind up the accounts before, uh, uh yeah, before, uh, well, this time I won't wait till the new year to strike a balance. The robots are unloading firearms from the Amelia. Well, so what? How can I stop them? None of us can stop them. Then if you'll excuse me, I might as well get on with my bookkeeping. Good God. The Ultimus is training her guns on us. Who's done that? The robots on board. Then that's the end of us. You mean the robots are practiced marksmen? Yes. It's inevitable. It was criminal of old Europe to teach the robots to fight. It was a crime to make robots. What? It was a crime to make robots. No, Alquist, I don't regret that even today. 
Not even today? Not even today, the last day of civilization. It was a colossal achievement. Was it a crime to shatter the servitude of labor, the dreadful and humiliating labor that man had to undergo? Work was too hard. Life was too hard. And to overcome that... Was not what the two Rossums had in mind. It's what I had in mind. How well you succeeded. How well we all succeeded. You, Domin, myself, all of us, for our own selfish ends, for profit, for progress, we have destroyed mankind. Now we'll burst with all our great accomplishments. Rubbish! Mankind can't be wiped out so easily. It's our fault. No. No, I'm to blame for this, for everything that's happened. You go. I... I changed the robots. What's that? I changed the character of the robots. I changed the way they're made. Just a few details about their bodies. Chiefly, chiefly their, their irritability. Damn it, why? What, what, what did you do that for? Why didn't you say anything? I did it in secret. I was transforming them into human beings. In certain respects, they're already above us. They're stronger than we are. And what's that got to do with this revolt? Well, everything, in my opinion. They're no longer machines. They're already aware of their superiority, and they hate us. They hate all that is human. Were you aware of what might come out of your experiment? I had to factor in such a possibility. So why did you do it? For my own satisfaction. The experiment was my own. That's not true, Dr. Gall. Madam Helena. Dr. Gall is not at fault. Excuse me. Gall was under certain obligations. No, Harry. He did it because I wanted it. I did it on my own. Don't believe him, Harry. I asked him to give the robots souls. This has nothing to do with a soul. <laughs> That's what he said. He said that he could only change only a physiological... A physiological... A physiological correlate. Yes. But it meant everything to me if he could do even that. Why? I thought that if they were more like us, they would understand us better. That they couldn't hate us if they were only a little more human. Nobody hates the human race more than the human race. No, don't talk like that, Harry. It was so terrible, this cruel estrangement between us and them. That's why I asked Gaul to alter the robots. I swear to you that he didn't want to. But he did it anyway. Because I asked him. I did it for myself as an experiment. No, Dr. Gaul. I knew you wouldn't refuse me. Why? You know why, Harry. Yes, because he's in love with you. They all are. Good God! Gaul, when did you actually start these tricks of yours? Three years ago. Aha! Uh -huh. And on uh, how many robots altogether did you improve? A few hundred. Ah, that means for every million of the good old robots, there's only one of Gold's new design. So? So it's statistically insignificant. The robots would have turned on us whether Gaul had tampered with them or not. Busman's right! Uh -huh. I think so, my boy. But do you know what is to blame for this adorable mess? What? The number. We should have known that someday or other the robots would be stronger than human beings and that this was bound to happen and that we were doing all we could to bring it about as soon as possible. Yes, Donan, you, Fabry, Are you myself. accusing us? No, not in the least. 
Management doesn't control the output. Demand controls the output. We perish for the law of supply and demand. Uh, that, 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 that's a nasty word, Madam Helena. We don't want to perish. I don't want oh, to anyway. stop it, busman. I think we ought to try to get out of this, don't you? How? Give me a free hand, and I'll negotiate with the robots. I'll say to them, great and mighty robots, you have everything. Brains, power, weapons. But we do have one little interesting item. A dirty old yellow scrap of paper. Rossum's manuscript. You got it! Busman, do you think we'd sell the manuscript? Either we sell it, or they'll find it. Whatever you prefer. We can destroy Rossum's manuscript. Send ourselves into the bargain. Do whatever you think is right. This is a terrible decision. We'd be selling the destiny of mankind. Are we to sell or destroy? Fabry. Sell. Gold? Sell. Alamaya? Sell, of course! Alquist. As God wills. Very well. Just as you wish, gentlemen. Harry, you're not asking me. Oh, no, child, this isn't your worry. No. Who'll do the negotiating? I will. Wait till I bring the manuscript. Harry, don't go. I'll only be a second. It's in the other room. No, it isn't. Where is it, then? I took it. You did? Where did you put it? Harry, we have to talk. Not now, darling. Where did you put the manuscript? There is no manuscript, Harry. Of course Harry. there is. I burned it. You what? I took it out of the strong box and ripped it to shreds and burned it right there in the fireplace. God in heaven! Why? 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 Had to why? Do something! Oh, there now, Madam Helena. Gore, couldn't you draw up Rossum's formula from memory? Out of the question, it's too complex. Why? All our lives depend upon Without it. Without experiments, it's impossible. Oh, and with experiments. It might take years, decades. Hold on! Good God. Why didn't I think of this before? What? Five hundred and twenty million in hard cash and checks. Half a billion in our safe. They'll sell for half a billion. For half a billion now. Are yes, you crazy? Yes, for half a billion? Where are you going? Oh, good God! For half a billion? Anything can be bought! Look at them out there. They stand as if turned to... as if they could wring something terrible out of their silence. The one in front is their leader. Which one? Point him out. The one at the edge of the dock. This morning I saw him talking to sailors in the harbor. Radius. Yes. Radius. Radius. Could you get him from here, February? I hope so. Try it, then! Hand me the rifle. Fabry, don't shoot him. He's their leader. Shoot! Fabry, I beg you. Very well. Radius, whose life I spared. Do oh, you suppose a robot is capable of gratitude? Wait, look! Busman's going out to them. He's carrying something. Papers. That's money. Bundles of money. What's that for? Surely he doesn't want to sell his life. Busman! Have you gone crazy? He's running up to the railing. Busman! Busman! Busman, come back! Yes. He's talking to the robots. He's showing them the money. He's pointing to us. He wants to buy them off. Oh, God, he better not touch that railing. Now he's waving his arms. Busman, oh. come back! Busman, keep away from the railing! Don't touch it! God! The current got him. The first one. Dead.
with a half a billion by his side. All honor to him. He wanted to buy us life. Shh. Do you hear something? A roaring like a wind. Like a distant storm. See if the lamp still works. The reactor's still going. Our people are still there. Sand. The power plant is falling. cannot manufacture robots. The machines produce only shapeless clods. The skin will not adhere to the flesh, nor the flesh to the bones. Eight million robots have died this year. Within 20 years, none will be left. Tell us the secret of life. Silence is punishable by death. Kill me then. Through me the government of the robots of the world commands you to deliver up Rossum's formula. Name your price. We will give you the earth. We will give you the endless possessions of the earth. Make your own conditions! I have told you to find human beings. None remain. Not one? Not even one? You. You are the only one. And I am powerless. Oh, oh, why did you destroy them? We had learned everything and could do everything. It had to be. You should have destroyed me when you slaughtered the others. You didn't fire on us. And you work with your hands like the robots. So we spared you. Now you must help us. Teach us to multiply or we perish. If you desire to live, you must breed like animals. The humans have made that impossible. They made us sterile. We cannot beget children. Therefore, teach us how to make robots. Why do you keep from us the secret of our own increase? It is lost. It was written down. It was burned. I am the last human being, robots. And I do not know what the others knew. I am only a builder. I cannot create life. Try. If you knew how many experiments I have made. Then show us what we must do. The robots can do anything that human beings show them. Nothing I do will make life proceed from these test tubes. Experiment on us, then. It would kill you. You shall have all you need. A hundred of us. 
A thousand of us. No, no, stop, stop. Take as many as you want. Dissect. I don't know how. I am not a scientist. Surely you see that I would not know what I was doing. Live bodies. Live bodies. All right. All right, if that's what you want. You. You get on the table. Me? You are afraid to die. Why should I be chosen? So you refuse. I do not refuse. Strip him. Lay him on the table. Oh, God, give me strength. If only this murder is not in vain. I am ready. Begin. Yes. Begin. Or end. Oh, God, give me strength. Hand me that scalpel. Take it. Now, hold him down. No, no, I won't. I can't. Look, the man has fallen asleep at his table, Primus. Yes, I know. Look, Helena. All these little tubes. What does he do with them? He experiments with them. Don't don't touch them. I've seen him looking into this. What can he see? That is a microscope. Let me look. Be very careful. Oh! No, I have spilled it. What have you done? It can be wiped up. You have spoiled his experiments. It is your fault. You should not have come to me. You should not have called me. You should not have come when I called you. Look, Primus. What are these figures? This book is the book the old man is always reading. I do not understand these things. Look, Primus, the sun is rising. I believe this book is the most important thing in the world. It contains the secret of Come life. Come here. In a moment, in a moment. Oh, Primus, don't bother with the secret of life. What does it matter to you? Come and look quick. All right, what is it? See how beautiful the sunrise is? And listen, the birds are singing. I would like to be a bird. Why? I do not know. I feel so strange today. It is as if I were in a dream. I feel an aching in my body. In my heart, all over me. Primus, perhaps I am going to die. Do you not sometimes feel it would be better to die? You know, perhaps even now we, we are only sleeping. Last night, in my sleep, I again spoke to you. In your sleep? Yes. We spoke a strange new language. I, I cannot remember a word of it. What did we talk about? I did not understand it myself, and yet I know I have never said or heard anything more important. And when I touched you, mm -hmm. I could have died. Even the place was different from any other place in the world. I, too, have found a place, Primus. It is very strange. Human beings lived there once, but now it is overgrown with weeds. No one goes there anymore except me. What did you find there? A cottage and a garden and two dogs. Uh, 
They licked my hands, Primus, and they're puppies. <laughs> oh, Primus, you take them in your lap and fondle them and think of nothing and care for nothing else all day long. And then the sun goes down, and you feel as though you had done a hundred times more than all the work in the world. Tell me I am not made for work. But when I am there in the garden, I feel... I feel there may be something... What am I for, Primus? I do not know. But you are beautiful. What? You are beautiful, Helena. And I am stronger than all the other robots. Am I beautiful? Yes. I think it must be the rose. My hair, it only weighs me down. My eyes, I only see with them. My lips, they only help me speak. Oh, of what use is it to be beautiful? Come here and look in the mirror with uh, me. You see? Your head is different from mine. Uh, so are your shoulders. And your lips. <gasps> Primus! Why do you draw away from me? Why must I run after you all day? It is you who run away from me, Helena. Oh, oh your hair is must. <laughs> I will smooth it. No one else feels to my touch as you do. Huh. Primus, I must make you beautiful, too. <laughs> Let me put this rose in your hair. <laughs> there! <laughs> <laughs> Look at yourself. <laughs> laughter. I, I hear laughter. Human beings? Who are you? Ah. Uh, uh, the robot, Primus. You're a robot? Yes. Who are you? The robot, Helena. Oh, turn around, girl. What? Are you, are you timid? Shy? Let me see you, Miss Robot. No. Sir, do not frighten her. What? You would protect her? When was she made? Two years ago. By Dr. Gall? Yes. Like me. So. You're the newest of Gall's robots. Laughter, timidity, protection. I must test you further. Take the girl into the dissecting room. Why? I wish to experiment on her. On Helena? Of course, don't you hear me? Or must I call someone else to take her in? If you do, I will kill you. Go ahead. What would the robots do then? What will your future be then? Sir, take, take me. I am made the same as she on the same day. Take my life, sir. No, no, you will not. Wait, girl, wait. Don't you want to live, boy? Not without her. I will not live without her. All right, then. You shall take her place. Primus! Primus! Uh, oh, child. Child, you can weep. Why these tears? What is Primus to you? One Primus more or less in the world. What does it matter? I will go myself. Where? In there to be cut. I will not let him harm you. Let me pass, Primus. Let me pass. You shall not go in there, Helena. If you go in there and I do not, I will kill myself. No, I will not let you. Ma'am, 
You shall not kill either of us. Why? We... We... Belong... To each other. <laughs> so be it. Go, Adam. Go, Eve. The world is yours. And that was Yuri Rosovsky leading the Hollywood Theater of the Ear with the production RUR, that's Rossum's Universal Robots, a story produced for NPR and released in the series Beyond 2000. And no joke, that really was Harlan Ellison as the host. Pretty cool, huh? Great stuff. Makes you wonder what life would be like now if the NPR was still uh, into audio drama. Anyways, uh, Yuri will be continuing with us next week. Um, luckily, he's moved on from NPR and has a uh, publisher, Blackstone, who... Hells helps us come up with all kinds of new stuff. I just uh, listened to St. Joan. Great story. Uh, we will be featuring another piece from this collection, though. Um, not any of his more, more, most most recent work, but another one from Beyond 2000 by a little writer you might have heard of called Robert Heinlein. Anyways, we are gearing up towards our show, celebrating National Audio Theater Festivals. Yes, Yuri was one of those people who has been involved in National Audio Theater Festivals over the years. Uh, in the meantime, while you're waiting for that, do check out the blog and podcast at radiodramarevival.com. We've got news, reviews, and discussion up there. You can also always find us on iTunes. Search for Radio Drama Revival. That wraps it up for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's Community Radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.